Hey, Pafoinian, Scott here, just popping in to tell you about a project we've joined up with. Potterpick Weekly has partnered with the Nerdsmith Podcast Network and a bunch of other geeky volunteers for a charity drive called Nerdsgiving. From now until November 15th, we're shining a light on the Trevor Project, a U.S. organization that provides crisis intervention and suicide prevention services to lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, and questioning young people under 25. If you're able to donate, just head to give.thetrevorproject.org slash Weekly. If that's not possible for you right now, no worries. We get it. But please consider spreading the word. You can also learn more about the Nerds Giving Drive and a bunch more cool podcasts at nerdsmith.org. While you're there, check out the bonus episodes and other incentives they're releasing to encourage people to donate. For just one example, I will be part of an all-barred D&D game streamed live on the We Are Nerdsmith Twitch channel on November 11th at 2 p.m. Eastern, noon Mountain Time. Considering I haven't played D&D in uh, over a year, this could be interesting. And now, back to your regularly scheduled episode. Uh, Irregularly scheduled? Anyway, here it is. Goldfish! The goldfish, that's... (laughs) No, it's not. It's black. We have, uh, I think we've got ten fish in the pond right now, and I think six of them are goldfish and four of them are koi. How big the goldfish get? The go- My goldfish right now are, are like six to eight inches, maybe even bigger. And I, didn't koi, know gold- the- I didn't know goldfish get that big. They can get as big as this area that they can that they're swimming in. Oh, yeah, oh they're not really supposed to be in little tiny fish bowls. Yeah, you know, my goldfish were about do. that when I left. Yeah, hmm. they're good sized. And mom's got them trained. She goes and sits on the rock and says, here, fishy, fishy, fishy. And they all come <laughs> and, and she throws them food. Oh, my goodness. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. And two of the um, koi are black bodied with orange skeleton heads. They look like oh, that's skeleton. New. Huh. Yeah, they're pretty cool. Koi and goldfish are related, aren't they? Like similar yeah, species? I would assume so. Uh, yeah. They, they told us not to get goldfish when we first put the pond together because they said goldfish are stupid and they won't come when you call them and da 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 da. <laughs> but every goldfish we've ever had in that pond comes when mom calls and they're hell. They're I'm getting a I'm getting a fish because my cat doesn't come when I call her. She just ignores me. <laughs> it's a cat. Yeah. Your mm. cat's a dog when it comes to fetching, but. Yeah, that, that's the only thing. When it comes to coming. Well, and then oh, she okay. meets, she also meets you at the door too. Flurry will do that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm like princess, but I try to, like, I oh, will talk to her. I'm like, hey, Fleur, get over here, and she'll just kind of like she'll twitch an ear, and I go, I know you know I'm talking about you, and she'll just <laughs> totally ignore me. Yep. Okay, so both of them were originally bred from carp, but they're different subspecies. Hmm. It's always handy to be sitting next to a, a encyclopedia when you're doing these things. You can just search for whatever and see what comes up. <laughs> yeah, my boss will have will have meetings and he'll be like, and we'll ask if they're like, I don't know, what is that? And he goes, I wonder if we any any of us have a magical device that's a, that would fit in our hands and that we could ask it. And it would tell us the answer. I just don't know what that is. And I'm like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah I got yeah. a smartphone, huh? Mm-hmm. I go, I thought he just played games. Just played games. No, mostly I use mine to look stuff up. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's 
you have to find the balance between uh, seeming distracted and on your phone all the time. And it's like, no, I'm just trying to add to the conversation. <laughs> I'm looking something up that you just reminded me of. <laughs> there was a meme the other day on Twitter about how millennials, that's their thing. You know, somebody will say something and everybody is the race to see who gets to the answer first on their phone. <laughs> Yeah. Yep. That's understandable. Yep. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's nice to have. You know, I still retain things in my own brain, too. Just, there's and then there's the I kids who apparently don't know how to use a fracking calculator. Oh, yeah? Yeah. People are like, I look it up on my phone, and you're just like, oh, my God. Mom, mom has I a sometimes nice, use great big app on my phone. But. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I got... And I think Google has basically integrated a calendar uh, calculator into their thing now, so you can do that as a Google search, and it'll do it for you. I know, but that's so sad. It's like how you can just search for the word weather, and it will find the weather in your current area if you have Mm -hmm. your location turned on. (laughs) Which is stormy right here. Is it? We are partially cloudy in 61 with 15-mile-per-hour winds and 56% humidity, apparently. Yeah. Oh, yesterday, the heat index was 110. Yeah, that's how it was here. And we, ha- we had a parade. We had the fireman parade. parade yesterday? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had the fireman parade yesterday. Oh, not the 4th. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, because the 4th, not We had a Canada the Day parade yesterday. It was oh, very yes. damp. <laughs> yeah, it rained Canada. pretty much all afternoon. Mm. Tomorrow morning, I'm going to go and pick currants so I can make my current liqueur that I like so well. Ooh. Interesting. It's so good. <laughs> I like currant jelly. I haven't had that in a long time. I haven't made currant jelly in a while. The currant bushes are absolutely full, so I could probably make several things. I never had, I didn't have it until I went to London and I put it on some scones and it was, it was numb. It was so nummy. (laughs) I'll have to come visit again just so we can do stuff with fresh fruit. (laughs) Yeah, that would be awesome. (laughs) I do not have any producing plants around. The blueberries are just coming on. The raspberries are starting. The blackberries are starting and... The plum tree is loaded. Oh, raspberries won't come for a while, alas. Yeah. This is why I love this time of year. It's just, oh, the fruit is so good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I need to get some more, see what's at the co-op, or maybe actually go to the farmer's market for once. I keep meaning to do that. I keep passing it, and I'm like, wait, I I don't have time to to make any. I don't have time. And uh, and then I would have to move it, and I don't want to move it, so I don't do anything yet. Mm-hmm. I'm enjoying my good food boxes that are delivering, you know, ingredients and stuff to me, but they just basically do meat and vegetables. They don't do much in the way of fruit. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Is it like a, a, the fresh one that Keza gets? Probably. It's a similar idea, I imagine. They have pre-portioned ingredients that come up oh. from Calgary in refrigerated boxes and have yeah. recipes with them and... You oh yeah, I've done that too. Yeah, I actually, I actually loved it. But I, I have to get like they tell you that you have to get three meals, and I'm like, I don't have time to make three meals. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, 
I'm like, I wish there was like two or one and it'd be perfect, but I think this one does let you do two, but if you do two, you have to get four servings of it. That that. would be, you know what? I'd be perfectly fine with that. And I'll eat it the rest of the week. Mm -hmm. This one, the one that I get is two servings, each of three different recipes. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I just keep all the stuff in my fridge and I'll make it, I'll make one of them one night and have that for lunch the next day. And, you know, so on. I just finished making the last one from last week because I've, I've gotten slightly out of sync so that I, I don't end up making something on Monday when it gets here. Cause I still have stuff left over from right. whatever the last one was. Yeah. And in this case, it's not coming till tomorrow because yesterday was a holiday. So. holiday. Yeah. But it's been working out nicely and I have a, there's a, Deal we have through work that we get half price, so I'm. Oh, that's that's even better. Forty bucks a week for six meals, so. That's not honestly. That's not bad. I mean, if you think if you go out for, I mean, for lunch anymore is ten bucks at the at the very least. I mean, sometimes you can get five or six bucks, but still. Mm -hmm. Mostly, it's ten or twelve or fifteen or. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Last time I went out to do some research and I ate at their restaurant, they brought out the wrong food. So I ended up getting what I actually ordered and what they accidentally brought out. So it worked out mm. pretty well. Yeah. You know what? Sometimes that does happen. And, and hopefully what they you brought out, they brought out wrong was actually good. It was okay. But at that point, I was far more concerned with eating it and getting back to the library. So I was like, I don't care. There's food. I'm going to eat it. <laughs> and I think they let me do yeah. it because I wasn't throwing a fit. I'm like, I really don't care. Just get me food. I need to get back upstairs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing what happens I'm when you don't. I do that at restaurants sometimes. Just sort of go, surprise me. Bring me a thing. <laughs> but I don't know. I've never actually done it. That could be fun. Depends on where you go. You'd probably get whatever the day's special was, I imagine, but. We, on the other hand, only have one decent restaurant in the whole area. So that's so sad. Well, in so this sad. town, so we go to that one, and they know us because we go often enough, although not that often. And so we just say we want our usual, and they bring us <laughs> out our our usual. It works out just fine. Nice. Reminds me of uh, the hotel restaurant that the church ladies and I often go to for brunch. Uh, mm-hmm. A few months ago now might even be last year sometime, uh, revamped their menu, and they renamed the uh, Two Eggs Any Style with your choice of meat side and hash browns uh, as the usual. So even even if it's not your usual, you could ask for the usual, and that's what you get. Well, what if you actually want your usual? Then what? Yeah, then you have a problem where you have to actually know who the servers are. The, actually, the lady that uh, serves the area we usually sit in has gotten to know most of them. So it's like, you're the English muffin and no hash browns, right? Yeah, okay. <laughs> but oh, but the hash anyway. browns are the best. Yeah. I'm not helpful to her because I keep, uh, well, she knows my usual drink is water, so she'll bring that. But I keep changing what I order because I always want to try different things. Oh. Well, that is the wonderful, that's the wonderful way to do it, though, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's good to try new things. I like Scott's Scott's family. I uh Scott's family's 
a way of doing it because they all order different things and then they just sort of share with each other, which is really cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that's what, what do, yeah. yeah, that's what we usually do. Except for my dad. My dad likes to find out what everybody's ordering, and he picks the same one as someone else, someone else's because he likes it. <laughs> so that he doesn't have to share. <laughs> Yeah. I can't. I think so. Well, he he came from a very large family, so for the longest time, my dad and I never, and I never figured out why until like much later on. My dad would have like he would be eating cereal, and his hand would be on the cereal box the whole entire time, and we'd be like, "Dad, what are you doing?" He goes, "Oh, I'm just reading the box." No, he would keep it in his hand because he didn't want anybody else to take it when gr- growing up right. in a large in a large family, and it, it was funny. I'm like, mm-hmm. and I had another family. There was like, I think there were seven kids and yeah. they would, mom would come home, mom would come home and they, and from the, from the grocery stores. And it was like, they came out of the woodwork and they go and they <laughs> grab whatever that was theirs. It's particularly like someone just had cookies and they would take it and take it into their room and hide it from everybody else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> These are mine, mine. Yeah. Like she would have like, this is for Terry. This is for Dave. This is for, I'm like, oh my God. (laughs) And then like, it'd be like, they swarmed in. Like all of a sudden, I mean, they like operated or something and just like take all their stuff. (laughs) And then they'd be gone. And I'd be like, that's it? Wow. What happened? (laughs) The vultures. (laughs) I apparently tried to do that with the, Chinese checkers game I got when I was little because there's a very a, a large ballpoint pen scrawled Scott on the outside of the box but uh, we also <laughs> played it anyway. but <laughs> but that one was yours <laughs> yep my game yeah I think I did I think I did that too my brother used to tell me all the time like anytime I would play something he goes you know that was mine before I let you have it and it would be like everything and for the longest time I always thought I had hand me downs because <laughs> they were always my brothers beforehand. And my mom's like, no. She goes, I bought that for you. She goes, why would your brother have that teddy bear? Well, he said it was his. She's like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> your brother was rambunctious. Oh, my brother was mean to me. And you know what? He he, he has a daughter now. And um, as I, as I tell people, I go, she's my sweet revenge. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy! Just find oh, yeah. all the noisy, annoying toys for her. Oh well, my brother didn't want her to um, do gymnastics and stuff. So guess what? Aunt Trisha got her. Aunt Trisha got her some, <laughs> got her some Leo, got her some leotards. And then for her birthday, Aunt Trisha got her, got her a gymnastics mat. <laughs> You're just mean. That's so funny. Oh, I love it. It's like the best thing in the world. I'm like I said, I go, it's my sweet revenge. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. I'm like, Joel, you know all those times that you used to beat the crap out of me? I go, This is my even. I go, I still have the scar from where you burned me. I go, This is mine. This is my scar for you. You know that hair is falling out, it's gonna fall out more because of her. <laughs> Oh, dear. Uh, I don't have to take revenge on my sisters, I don't think. They're usually nice to me. I'm fairly sure I got my amount of annoying them in at the time, probably. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't 
don't know how that feels. I didn't grow up with siblings, and my cousins were always nice to me. I mean, we'd get up to stuff, but, you know, they left me alone. They'd pick on each other, but... Mm. Mm. Yeah, you were the guest. Well, no, I mean, they, they sort of... You know, I don't know. It wasn't even that. Like, even when we lived together, they, they was always us versus the little one. And he, he made it very easy. <laughs> um, you know, he'd dress him up in his sister's clothes and he'd prance around. Although the middle one would voluntarily wear his sister's clothes. So, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, she, he he liked wearing her dresses. You know, she'd wear dresses. He figured, why can't I? And he'd go running out and a dress and yeah, rainbows and nothing else. And you know, yeah. I imagine they're comfy. I don't know. Mm-hmm, apparently, I, don't I guess like it depends them, on the but... dress. But... Yeah, I I figure um, little kids' you know. clothes are usually comfy. Heck, I want to wear some little kids' clothes, man. They're I mean, some of that material is so freaking soft. I do wear little kids' clothes. <laughs> yeah, well, that's an accident of size. And it's still fracking expensive. It's very, very scary. Yeah, it is. <laughs> clothes are just expensive any old way. Mm. And then they still don't fit, so I still have to get the damn things tailored. <laughs> Although, I know I, the last pair of jeans I bought, they were too big. But then I discovered that it had this these two buttons on the side and we couldn't figure out what they were until I realized that there were these little elastic things that you can put on to to, to button the sides. It was glorious. That is, that is until the thing started unraveling. So now I'm terrified that one day it's just going to snap and there go my trousers. But you know, Mm. (laughs) well, if I don't have the button things, they're big enough that I can slide them on and off without unzipping or unsnapping the thingy. And I'm just like, this is going to end badly one day. It's just going to end really badly. Oh, uh, well, it'll be fun. Not. Yeah. All right, let's talk Shall about we? this story. Okay. Yeah. Because I'm going to go to sleep sooner or later. I gotta get up early. Let me go find it first. You, you're, you're falling asleep on the podcast the teaser trailer. Did you notice? Did you listen to it? Yeah, I listened to it. I couldn't hear it. You're like, I'm like, huh? Uh-huh. I'm like, oh boy, <laughs> this is bad. <laughs> I got I got one of Mooney today. Uh, oh God! In, impersonating Minerva. <laughs> I said, oh, this one's going in an intro. Oh, Lord. Put it in my intro file. See, mm-hmm. this is what's bad. I don't know what the heck I said, but that, 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 that I rarely ever do either. It just happens. You've got to pick out the I good parts when they happen. I swear. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Do you remember what fic that was for? No. <laughs> yeah, we have to keep a, a log of where these come from so we can go back and find them again. <laughs> Yeah, I've got a list somewhere. I started listening from the beginning, so I've got this long list of clips. <laughs> oh my. I need to do that again sometime, but I have so many other podcasts that keep updating, so <laughs> I just listen I to them. It's really hard. Yeah. I, my iPod finally died. It won't hold a charge for more than 20 minutes, so I've Aww. gone exclusively to my phone, but my phone automatically deletes it once it's finished, I think. Aww. I can't find them. 
Mm-hmm. So when I fall asleep at night listening to them, then I lose them the next day. So I can't listen to anything I particularly want to hear all of. Well, that's a shame. Otherwise, it's gone. No, or huh. you can put you can, can you put like the sleep program on that like you can say okay if I fall asleep within a half an hour it's going to turn off. But how does it know you're asleep? Well, it just automatically turns off at like in half an hour. Oh yeah, and then you can. It does have a sleep mode on it, so yeah, I can do that. I just need to remember to do it because yeah. usually I'm asleep within a few minutes. I feel like there should be a setting to stop it doing like automatically deleting things, but I don't know where. Yeah, it would be. I'm yeah. sure there is. I just have to figure it out. I couldn't figure out how to put something on the calendar the other day, so it takes me a little bit of time. Speaking of, I need to flip my calendar over so it says July. Well, my Harry Potter calendar, which I was really upset about because it's July, and I'm thinking I'm going to see Harry on it. No, it's Voldemort. What? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> they didn't do that for December, huh? That's what I was thinking. <laughs> But I I've expected to see Harry and I see Voldemort. I'm like, I kind of looked at it. That doesn't make sense. No. I mean, there's a tiny little... Has been changed since April. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It usually takes me a few days into a month at least to figure out, oh yeah, I should change that. Anyway, I suppose we should start the podcast. <laughs> yes, right. yes, yes, yes. Does anybody else want to start it? No. I can no. if you want. Go ahead. Welcome to season nine of Parfic with <laughs> We are going to start quickly and try to stay on topic. Well, it's because they won't let me have an explosive repair with snake and it pisses me off. Sex and snorkags. We can't rock it like we used to. <laughs> Most of us are going to bring a hit. I swear, I read them for the stories. (laughs) Wait, so they've turned Snape into the chef from The Little Mermaid? You just can't say that to the Dark Lord. (laughs) But I digress. Us digress? Never. (laughs) No, never, never. Chickens with Sue Hour. (laughs) My mom went to Hawaii and all she brought me was a stupid chicken. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, I just... (laughs) It's called... Good night, guys. I'm already fall asleep. I think I did at one point. Mr. Potter, what are you doing at the Wizarding Mart? Holy shit, did I fall asleep through the whole fucking thing almost? (laughs) That is going in an intro, too, please. Where the hosts are all our friends. Somehow the tangents seem to blend. Come on our journey round the bend Part of it weekly Where the story never ends Welcome to Potterpick Weekly, the flagship podcast of the Potterpick Weekly family of podcasts. I'm Scott. I'm Sue. I'm Trisha. I'm Moody. <laughs> Thank goodness for separate tracks. I know. (laughs) And today we are doing episode two of two on Harry Potter as written by, by Technomad. And the whole thing, which you will know if you've listened to our 
last podcast is every single chapter is a section of the Harry Potter story written by a different person or in a different style, all written by Technomad, but in different styles. And this one, we're starting with chapter 11, um, and he's done one as the Beach Boys. So he's written a version of Fun, Fun, Fun about Bellatrix breaking out of Azkaban and then getting killed by Molly. (laughs) (laughs) I think this is the first canon one that we've had. Or am I wrong? You know what? Everything has been, like, kind of not really a parallel universe. It's kind of like the story, like, if it was 1984, it was kind of more of the premise of the 1984, but Harry Potter characters. Yeah, kind of thing. So I think this is the first canon-esque chapter. I think the Gilbert and Sullivan one was close. Yeah, to... that's true. But this one's really fun. And Scott takes it, was it which funny. Is I just had to. It was too fun not to. So I spent I some time yesterday doing that. Boys, but I didn't. I'm very sad. I don't know what happened to my Beach Boys. Aww. Well, I have linked the original song in our notes channel, and it will also so it can also be in the show notes. And then okay. I did a version using these lyrics as well. Although the Beach Boys are more tenor than I am, so I had to transpose it down a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, your voice does sound a little different. Oops, just caught my earphones. I have sunscreen running into my eyes, so my eyes are watering. Ow. And uh, I'm crying. So I really like the the chorus here. And she'll have fun, fun, fun until she's facing Molly Weasley's AK. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Yep. He was very clever with these ones. It comes together quite yeah. well. It's funny. It reminds me, uh, this particular one at least, we had a gentleman come and build our chicken tractor, our, our chicken mobile. Your what? And it, our mobile chicken coop. Oh. And he was recommended by a friend, and, and he came up and met with mom and he said, I don't know what that is. And mom explained it. And he said, well, that sounds pretty cool. Sounds like fun. So he went and researched it and he built it. And then when the chickens refused to lay in the nest box we bought, he built us new nest box. And so I came mm-hmm. home from D and D last night and there's a yellow legal pad on the table. And mom has written an ode to Ken about how he's come and built this chicken mobile and, and it, you know, it rhymes and it's really cute. And she's having a really good time with it because we're going to have them over for lunch or something. Aww. Nice. <laughs> That's always fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've and, never and had an ode. Kind of I never had an ode written about me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of, kind of jealous. Yeah. It's fun. We were, we were rhyming words. I'm like, oh, he's a, mom's like, okay, I can use that. And she's writing things down. <laughs> stuff that's really funny so she she came in there earlier she's like i rhymed something now i can't remember what it was oh <laughs> she needs to watch the prince's bride mm-hmm. yeah there's always rhymezone.com comes in handy for me when i'm doing lyrics and things so do we want to say anything else about fun 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 it was fun Bes- besides the fact yeah that it was fun 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 it was <laughs> that was kind of fun, 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 fun until Molly takes the AK away or, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And then we have Skippy's list, which confused the snot out of me. <laughs> it's all, um, there's been a number of fics actually written in this kind of format, but apparently is the, the, the origin is this Skippy's list. The things not to do at Hogwarts and whatever stuff. Is that what that 
is all based off kind of, of yeah like okay. the the skippy's list apparently is a guy who wrote down um, i think originally like 23 things and then it became 100 and it went around under the name 101 even though there were only 30 or so and then eventually uh, it was 120 something okay. um, things not to do in the US army um, mm. and it started off with just uh, you know ordinary things that he'd been told not to do like um i forget what the first one is but it's like don't play angry birds on duty or something like that um it, it wasn't that i'm making that up but um, that would be really funny it's actually i have the li- link here so let me just look oh um, okay. uh, yeah um and it says you know they're all either either things that skippy um did himself and got in trouble or commended for or saw another soldier do or was spontaneously informed he was not allowed to do and, <laughs> and then, or just weird things that happened. But number one is, Oh, not allowed to watch South park when I'm supposed to be working. Oh, yeah. <laughs> My proper military title is specialist Swartz, not princess Anastasia. Uh, <laughs> not allowed to threaten anyone with black magic, etc. Yeah. And goes through, all various ways. Number 33 is not allowed to chew gum at formation unless I brought enough for everybody. Number 34, (laughs) not allowed to chew gum at formation even if I did bring enough for everybody. (laughs) Etc. And so they're doing a series of those from an unnamed Ravenclaw at Hogwarts. I was so pleased to see that it was a Ravenclaw. Well, that's something a Ravenclaw would do. And most of them are probably from the Weasley twins of all the things that you should not do. That's true. Yeah. Like, it's not, the list not... person is not actually the Weasley twins, but they reference them at some point. Yeah. But it was like, do not send toilet, um, toilet seats to, to the infirmary. <laughs> I have seen, I think, somebody who wrote one for the Weasley twins with stuff like that. Because <laughs> there's any number of things. But it's like, um, the Weasley twins are a bad example, not people whose precedence I must surpass for the honor of Ravenclaw House. <laughs> here, here. <laughs> but no, it's kind of funny. Like, if the Weasleys got a hold of it, it would be like, oh, these are the things we have to do. <laughs> yeah, really. Mm-hmm. Cornelius Fudge, that's not being called Lucius Alpha Sock Puppet, even if it's true. Yep. The Slytherin Seeker's name is Draco Malfoy, not Joffrey Baratheon, no matter how strong the resemblance is. <laughs> I don't know. I could think of a few other people who would fit the title Joffrey Baratheon a little bit better. Possibly. Uh, I'm not allowed to join or recruit for the Communist Party. The same as above for the Hells Angels, the Bavarian Illuminati, the Esoteric Order of Dagon, the Church of Starry Wisdom, and the Riverdance Troupe. <laughs> Aw, man. Riverdance troop would be fun. I love this one. That would be fun. Uh, oh, I lost it. Wait a minute. Where'd it go? Professor Snape. Ah. Our potions master wants it made abundantly clear. No, that's the Johnny Cash one. Where's the one that he... There's one... Oh, here it is. Uh, the potions master does not appreciate being serenaded, even with love potion number nine. And he wants it made clear that his love potions work properly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not allowed to induce house elves to talk like Gollum, no matter how funny it is. <laughs> it seems like, I mean, 
when he first started, or she, do we know if it's a he or she? It's a he. Yeah, Technomad is a guy. Yeah. When he first started, when he first started, he started doing the serious ones. It's like, he, he wanted to be very prolific. And then he's like, you know what? I need to have some fun. <laughs> kind of thing. Always be at. I'm like, I've been joining these ones back here more than I did in the beginning because they were just too darn serious. Maybe he needed to shuffle the uh, shuffle it around like a serious, then not so serious, a serious, and and then then the Beach Boys, and then do a serious one, and maybe a Beach Boys, the, the Beach Boys again. Right, creating the Darwin Mark in imitation of the Dark Mark and firing it into the air when my schoolmates or teachers do something I consider particularly stupid is in very bad taste. <laughs> You'd be doing that all the time then. <laughs> Even though the teachers laughed themselves sick when I explained what it was. <laughs> yep. And there's the ones that are like a series. I am not allowed to borrow the Thestrals, even if it is dead easy. If I have borrowed the Thestrals, I'm not allowed to buzz Hogsmeade. If I am buzzing Hogsmeade, I am not allowed to play the Ride of the Valkyries. <laughs> Draco Malfoy's companions are Crab and Goyle, not the stones that speak. <laughs> Harry Potter's two companions are Granger and Weasley, not his filthy assistants. <laughs> Poor Snape, he's getting it all. Bush's class is not a good place to demonstrate I know how to make LSD-25, or TNT, no. or C4, or ammonia tri... I don't like... I... What is this? Ammonia tri... I died. I died. The last one nearly gave Snape a heart attack when I demonstrated what it would do. Which is exploded. Easily. Must, have been, must be a muggle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Singing We Are the Champions at the end of exam time may be nothing but truth in advertising, but it upsets the residents of other less intellectually well-endowed houses. Snape gave us the filthiest look. <laughs> Our school medical person is Madame Pumphrey, not Major Houlihan, and especially not Hot Lips, no matter how wild my mother told me she was when they were girls together, back when the world was young. (laughs) (laughs) The head of Gryffindor is Professor McGonagall, not Granny Weatherwax, even though it's an easy mistake to make. She does not appreciate flattery. (laughs) <laughs> oh, we tune on to ritual skyclad here at Hogwarts. No matter how hot and alluring my female <coughs> classmates would be in that state. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I think we should just stop here. It's not going to get yeah. any better than this. No. <laughs> There's a lot of good ones in this chapter, so feel free to go read all of them for yourself. I don't know. I, I like the last line, though. Go ahead. I just, I'm sorry. I'm, re- I'm reliving hot lips. <laughs> <laughs> I am to check with professors Flitwick and Dumbledore before putting any more money-making schemes into operation on pain of expulsion. <laughs> yep. Oh, dear. Makes Poor sense. Flitwick. Oh, you probably didn't know what to do with this one. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have a... Hogwarts-based version of The Female of the Species by Rudyard Kipling. Mm-hmm. The female found at Hogwarts. Yeah, it's a 
I, I, this one, I was also reading this morning as we were doing the ode to Ked. So I was, I was getting my rhyming words from this as well. That's fun. So it talks about McGonagall and Hermione and Ginny mm-hmm. and Bellatrix and Luna and let's see. Oh, Molly Weasley. And then it just goes into the houses in general. Mm-hmm. For the Slytherins are sneaky yeah. and the Gryffindors are fierce. The Ravenclaw's raw knowledge gives defense no one can pierce. The Hufflepuff's hard labor is what makes the good prevail. And the female found at Hogwarts is more deadly than the male. Mm-hmm. That's true, though, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the one about Minerva. Does she make, uh, you start out with that stately old assistant headmistress. Although she may look pretty harmless, she can cause you some distress. She knows transfiguration and can turn you into snail. And the female found at Hogwarts is more deadly than the male. <laughs> yep. I don't want to be a snail. That would be bad. How about a ferret? Mm, That'd be worse. Yeah. A bouncing that was one. thing. Yeah. <laughs> I like the one with Luna. because She's going to feed you to the snorkax and giggle while you wail. <laughs> Probably. Oh, yeah. Yes. You may diss your daddy's paper, but I don't think that you should. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not a good thing. Yeah. It's, it's very well put together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then... And even harmless-looking housewives, like a certain M. Weas- M. Weasley, you'll find if you hurt harm Weasleys that her vengeance never stales, and the females at Hogwarts, old girls, are more deadly than the males. Yeah. <laughs> Piatorum yep. locomotor, indeed. <laughs> I've always wanted to try that one. I know. God, but the look on Molly's face when Minerva says that is just like, oh my god. <laughs> it was just, I, honestly, that is probably my favorite thing out of that out of the whole series. Is that? I don't know. <laughs> the the I well, suggest you consult and, uh... with Mister Finnegan. He has a particular proclivity for pyrotechnics. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, that, that is pretty too. good. That, that, that is a good. I yeah. mean, they gave they gave Maggie Smith all of the best lines. Yeah, I they, know. Hers are some of the best parts that got added to the movies. Yeah, you mean boom. Yes, yes, Mr. Finnegan. Boom! <laughs> Let me get this straight, Professor. You're actually giving us permission to do this. That is correct, Longbottom. To blow it up. Boom! Boom! Wicked. But how on earth are we going to do that? Why don't you confer with Mr. Finnegan? As I recall, he has a particular proclivity for pyrotechnics. I can bring it down. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> so... Moving we on, go Harry to Potter is written by Damon Runyon. Damon Runyon, yeah, who was a a newspaper guy that did stories on sports a lot, and um, and they did he's sort of known for this particular style of things. And t- two of his stories are the source of the musical Guys and Dolls. Oh, really? Oh, interesting. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> So it's like the the horse betting types, and they're all you know people who have nicknames instead of names, like you know, Harry the horse, and, mm-hmm. so on. Mm-hmm. Oh, probably sit down when you're rocking the boat. Yeah, we did guys and dolls in high school. I love that one. That's oh, one of my that's that's what it that is one of my favorites. Yeah, my friend had the lead in that. Which lead? There are several. Yeah. Oh, I don't remember now. What did the girl lead? Oh, um, Adelaide. 
Adelaide, yes. <gasps> She's my favorite. Adelaide, Adelaide. <laughs> Some ghost That's ship where the, uh, There's a drink in that, right? Dose de leche or something like that? Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. mother's milk or whatever. Yeah, she used to come over and I used to make it for her. This would be a wonderful way to get children to drink milk. milk. I'm like, yeah, rum. (laughs) (laughs) It's good stuff. That rum. Oh, we had some mishaps during that play. Uh, A Cuban milkshake. (laughs) So he's at uh, the Quidditch World Cup, and he's looking to uh, put down a bet, but he's not sure. Yeah. He, he hasn't and he definitely wants to avoid all the people he already owes me to. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then who could show up but Ludo Bagman? And he definitely doesn't want to be betting with him because he's yeah. notorious he's worth- running <laughs> off with it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then Lucius Malfoy shows up and wants to know if he's seen Harry Potter. Like, really happy to be able to say, nope, I haven't. <laughs> yeah. And then he does. And then he doesn't know what to do. Oh, boy, I think I see someone who owes me money over there. Bye. <laughs> yeah. And, and he tells him to come and speak to him at once if he should happen to see Mr. Harry Potter. And, mm-hmm. and he's just... And he tries to go over and talk to Harry and let him know that Lucius is looking for him, but Harry doesn't have any idea who he is, so that doesn't work. Nope. But he does manage to bet on Ireland, so he wins quite a bit of money, which he's happy with. And then there's all sorts of ructions and people dressed in Death Eater masks, and he has to go hide in the forest. Yeah. And he he's noticed several of the... He's taken note of the, the various accused but got off Death Eaters that were in the group. And so he kind of knows who might be uh, causing some of this ruckus as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With Mr. Lucius Malfoy on my mind, I start scanning the crowds, and what do I see but more and more people who are accused at one time or another of being Death Eaters? Now, one false accusation, or a few, I can see is people getting more than somewhat overexcited, but when the numbers get this big, you do not have to be an expert on the odds to start figuring that at least some of those accurate accusations might be true. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So. And then, we so move this to one Mostly canon. It, it could possibly be canon because we know that all the things happen at the World Cup, and we don't. Mm, that's true. We didn't hear about any strange guys trying to come up to Harry and tell him about Lucius, but yeah, that, could there's have a maybe lot, happened. A, it could have, mm-hmm. and he didn't. And knowing Harry, he didn't pay attention. Didn't know. Of course not. Yeah. Yes, and then we go to EC Comics, as Sue said, and um, there's he's sort of doing. A riff on the Crypt Keeper things, where like there's a the character that introduces an unrelated story and then acts as like the narrator, uh-huh. and so he's using McGonagall as that, be, being the old witch instead of oh. the Crypt Keeper. Oh, McGonagall kick his ass for doing that. <laughs> <It> does say <laughs> panel one, splash panel, Professor McGonagall looking much less attractive than usual. <laughs> <laughs> With a sinister smile on her face. She, he should have used Carlani. Mm. That, that would have been she good. She would have done well with that. Yeah, Stacy for that, though. Well, it could have all been a thing she was seeing in the crystal ball. Yeah, yeah it could have been like her third eye. If you actually wanted a sinister person, it could have been Umbridge, but I don't think she would be very good at telling stories. Bellatrix, I think, no. would be good. Well, yeah, you could do that. 
but this one is this particular story is very unkind to one Tom Riddle. So um, oh, Bellatrix yeah. wouldn't be telling this one. No, she'd be really, she'd be all over him saying, "Oh, Valster, I love you." <laughs> Speaking of uh, Tom Riddle, I was on Facebook earlier today, and there's a candidate somewhere in the middle states. I can't remember where it was. And his name is Tom Riddle. <laughs> Are you kidding me? No. It was, I'm I think it was on MuggleNet today. I'm going Bitch. out there and just to vote for him. <laughs> the dean of my college when I was there, I don't know if he still is, his name Tom Rydell. And every year he comes up at the beginning of the year and says, my name is not Tom Riddle. And this is not Hogwarts. And we're all like, that's what it is. <laughs> it's like a female version of Hogwarts with all Ravenclaws. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Tom Rydell. Now, are you going to say, is it Rydell High? Yeah, he can't get, not, get himself into Greece now. Yeah, see, you can go from Harry Potter to Greece. I'd rather do Harry Potter, but that's just me. <laughs> uh, so this goes through, um, it starts kind of going through Tom's backstory as seen in uh, Half-Blood Prince and, you know, just little quick scenes because it's in comic book style. Um, but then as a, the twist at the end, Snape has decided he's had enough of Tom Riddle and feeds him the draft of living death. So he's not dying. He can be immortal, but he's going to be in a coffin for a long time. Yeah. So. You're, yeah. Can't be killed, but that's okay. Cause we'll just bury him alive. No, that's lovely. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> I'm looking and through then, this, trying to find it. I'm not there. They post a lot of stuff. I don't get nearly all this stuff on my wall. There's a there's a uh, picture uh, here of three Slyth- the Slytherins roughing up a uh, Gryffindor, and Snape's like, 15 points from Gryffindor." Like, yeah, right. Hmm. So, yeah. I have to be and back further then. So, Snape takes over the Death Eaters because he used a quick quotes quill to rewrite Voldemort's will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought this was hysterical. Yep. Yeah, it's pretty good. And he's using italics liberally because it's, it's the sort of comic book um, speech bubble style where any emphasis is put in by italics. And sometimes it seems weird that they put it in places that you wouldn't normally emphasize. But mm-hmm. you stick me out of here. I'm still alive. <laughs> <laughs> and that's our tainted teaching for the day. <laughs> Tom Riddle wanted immortality and resorted to immorality to get it. <laughs> I had the mummy going through my head as I read bits of this. Huh. Yeah. Yep. I like the uh, author's note, too. If Bill Gates' spirit gets to see this, I rather imagine he'll climb out of his grave and come after me, and I shall suffer a gruesome but ironically appropriate death with tons of bad puns. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Because I guess that was their style in the Tales from the Crypt. So. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That was fun. It was pretty good. And then we go to Ray Stevens, who I love. And I don't know that I've ever heard the Shriners Convention before last night when I listened to the post that 
Scott did, but I know I a lot of his it, other ones. But then I couldn't what? remember the tune. I couldn't remember the tune, so I couldn't, like, do the tune in my head as I read it. It didn't work very well. Mm-hmm. What's the I tune? I've heard it before, but not for quite a while, so I wouldn't have remembered it either if Mooney hadn't posted the the original. Well, I didn't know it, but uh, since I'd never heard it, I was trying to remember the tune as I was reading it. It wasn't working. And I couldn't listen to it and read it the same. Yeah, I was like, this, this is not going to work. <laughs> and a lot yeah, of it is sort of spoken almost. It's not all sung. Yeah, part of it is spoken. It's not one of my favorites that he does. Okay, can Typical. someone just tell me what it is? Um, so this guy, he Ray Stevens... He, yeah, he's a songwriter. He's a songwriter, and, and he's got some that are pretty, uh, this is the Shriner. Let's see, let's go. Yeah, Ray. he's, he's done, you know, serious country songs, but he's more well-known for his comedy songs, like uh, The Streak is one that people know yeah, him for, mm-hmm. and uh, the Mississippi the Squirrel Revival, mm-hmm. and then this <laughs> one is The Shriner's Convention. Yeah. That so, one I haven't heard. So hang on just a minute, Trisha. Uh, here you go. Yeah, I don't remember that one. I like this part. So basically, it's a whole song about how the the Heyhira branch of the Shriners are terribly embarrassed by this one guy at the Shriners convention. And <laughs> he's written rewritten it as um, Rabastan the Strange uh, embarrassing Lucius Malfoy in the Death Eaters instead. Yes. <laughs> so they, yeah. So they come to the Hogsmeade, masks gleaming, people screaming, whoa, what a thrill. Trolls and giant spiders trudging in, all of them eager to kill. And then it's, meanwhile, back in the headquarters, hello, flu, give me Malfoy Manor. Hello, this is the Grand Death Eater. I said, this is the Grand Death Eater. Remastered, this is Lucius. <laughs> Why aren't you in Hogsmeade? Why the hell are you doing with Thestrals in my manor? That's pretty fun. Yep. Uh, and, he, you know, it's a short one. It, it's only got a couple of verses to it, but it, it's well done. That's funny. And it's fun. Yeah. So um, my grandmother's name is Ethel. Okay. Uh, so you would have enjoyed the streak so, then. The streak was a very popular in my family, and, and we'd all take great joy in yelling, Don't look, Ethel! And mm-hmm. one time as a family, it was my grandparents and my aunt and uncle and their kids and, and our family, we all went camping. And my uncle Richard is well over six foot tall. And so he barely fit in the shower in the little RV camper. And he went in to take a shower, and he was all hunched over and trying to take a shower, and he yelled out the window, Don't look, Ethel! While we were all out there sitting around the campfire, it was hilarious. (laughs) Yeah. My mom and dad always used to use just that line as a thing for us. So it, it took a while before we actually were shown the song and knew what it was even about, but that was our mm-hmm. s- signal not to look at something. We don't have don't any apples in our family. It was just a thing. Yeah. It's too late. She already had a free shot. I don't think we have any apples in our family. He's got another one that's that's real creepy stalkerish. It's, he, he crank phone calls this woman, and it's not something that I should like, but it's hilarious. 
And I was trying to find it earlier, but I couldn't figure yeah, it out. Yeah, the I phone call one. I don't remember what it was yeah. called either. I have a video of his I picked up years and years ago. It's it's an honest-to-goodness VHS video. That's, oh, my God. Yeah, so it's old. That has a whole bunch of his songs on it. But, yeah, the Sitting Up With The Dead one, they, uh, you know, how they used to do wakes where you'd go and sit with, with the person in the coffin before they'd bury him. You'd spend the night, and you'd have different people go sit with them. And they yeah. had this guy, and he... When the rigor mortis set in, he was sort of in a sitting position. So when they tried to get him in the coffin, they couldn't get him to lay down. He kept popping back up. They pushed down his feet and his head would pop up. And they pushed down his head and his feet would pop up. So they chained him in. And then thunder and lightning happened. And it hit the house. And somehow when it hits the house, one of the chains gives way. And he sits up in the coffin. And everybody runs screaming because he comes back to life. It's hilarious. Oh, dear. Oh, God. That one's sitting up with the dead. That one's that one's a lot of fun. So yeah, he's he's got a great sense of humor, and uh, and it's fun. But I I don't remember this one. I've never heard this one before. It's not it's not on my VHS video. Yeah, I'm showing y'all how old I am again, aren't I, dear? Good no. I know what a VHS is. No, that's I, good. I had one. I've I've mm-hmm. had several. We finally got rid of them. Mm-hmm. So at the end of this, uh, Rebastian's uh, having his way with both the uh, the uh, black girls, <laughs> and so it kind of it kind of adds a little bit of the uh, streaker in here. Narcissa, you get some clothes on, you shameless hussy. <laughs> you too, Bella. Uh huh. Little streak going on there, but. <laughs> It was fun. It made me smile because I hadn't heard any of Ray Stevens stuff in quite a while. So I sort of went on a on a listening binge last night. Yeah. And yeah, I enjoy him. Mm-hmm. And then we're going slightly more highbrow, though not really, to um, Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. Ooh. But it's the song of the poem of his that everybody at the time apparently liked to make fun of, the Song of Hiawatha, except it's the Song of oh. Harry Potter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it starts off with uh, Under Godwick's hollow oak tree on an island of Great Britain stood the homestead of James Potter and his wife, the lovely Lily. Dark and gloomy were the omens, baleful were the prognostations. Ooh, look at that, I can almost say it. For the dark lord, Thomas Riddle. Ooh, Thomas Riddle, there you go. Voldemort, his chosen title. And it just keeps going on. I think I found the other one you were thinking about, Sue. It's yeah. me again, Margaret. That's it. It's me again, Margaret. That one's, that one's fun. Yeah, and apparently he has a newer one called Taylor Swift is Stalking Me. So who knew? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I might have to go down that rabbit hole again later. <laughs> anyway, back to where we were. Mm. So Lord Voldemort comes in and attacks them, and James and Lily fought strongly. And but they, unfortunately, uh, it doesn't work because yeah. of Peter Pettigrew the traitor who had turned to serve the Dark Lord. And since he alone of all folk knew the spell's great secret, he could pierce the armor. He Only he could bring their downfall. 
Then it ends with the, in the end, the one soul living in that house of corpses was the small boy Harry Potter, vanquisher of evil dark lords. Mm-hmm. So yeah. there you go. It's just the, the origin story in poem form. Yep. But I, as I was reading this, I'm like, why don't they have you know poems and songs and things about Harry? You'd think that something like that they would have definitely taken advantage of. They probably do. Harry just doesn't look for any of them. So he doesn't want. Well, I mean, but the, I'm sure the kids would have just been floored and started singing or something. I don't know. Yeah, you spent too much time with the Harry Potter musical. Uh, well, I mean, they were probably- Harry Potter. The doylest answer is probably that um, J.K. Rowling had enough trouble writing the sorting songs and didn't want to write more poems. But um, <laughs> mm-hmm. the Watsonian answer, I don't know, could be any number of things. There probably are songs and poems. I wouldn't be surprised anyway. Hermione would know them. Probably well, some of them were in her books. Wasn't he like in, in? He was already in some books already in Hogwarts. Yeah, but it sounds like pretty something. obscure ones, though. Yeah. He just doesn't mention them because he doesn't like prob- them. There was probably some, like, hairy dolls or something. I'm sure there were hairy dolls. Ginny <laughs> mm-hmm. probably have, had one. Yeah. I have read fix with the dolls and the book series and the things, like, mm-hmm. Harry Potter defeats Egyptian mummies and all sorts of... <laughs> that would be funny. There's a bookshelf kind of, next kind of to like the Lockhart lock- bookshelf. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like a Lockhart thing. Yeah. And Ginny goes in. She's all excited because they have a new one. And he's standing there looking at it going, what the heck? And she's like, oh, do you read these? She has no idea who he is. Yeah, I've seen that thing too. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I I wouldn't be surprised if there were things like that. But... And Harry's like, i got to meet this author. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, he Harry's gets... like, I have to run. Yeah. It'd be like, sometimes it turns out it's Rita. Where's the sometimes world? Writes, it's my name. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. I've read at least one where, you know, Harry does some business with the goblins and starts getting royalties from all these things he didn't know existed. Yeah. <laughs> Good for <laughs> Harry, man. Like he needs more money. I know. <laughs> yeah. But maybe he would use it for the, uh, for the orphan children. Yes, he'd be. probably name the orphanage after him. Yeah. That would probably be his um, his condition is they're not allowed to name the orphanage after him. Pick someone else. <laughs> the Draco Malfoy. <laughs> it's the Tom Riddle orphanage. Oh, God. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> I've seen. They all get free tuition. At some point where they turn Malfoy those. Manor into a muggle orphanage. Oh, I think it was in my, I think it was the one that I liked. They turned it into an orphanage and his, um, mm-hmm. I guess Pansy and his kid would live there now too or something. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, it was my, it was my, it was that, Clo- it was the Chloe Potter one. Oh, yeah. That's oh, right. yeah. Yep. <laughs> that will what never happen again that I recall something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Are we ready to move to the next one? Yes. How many more we got? 18. Jeffrey Two, Chaucer. Three. Three if you count this one. Okay. This this one's fairly short, I think, and it's another poem. Yeah. So. Okay. Sorry. Mm-hmm. He's, it's written of in editing. sort of Middle English. Oh, lovely. 
Yeah, when win is spelled W-H-E-N-N-E, I know I'm in trouble. Yeah. Oh, jeez. When in September at the summer's end, the young folk to school must he wend, then magic folk do go to London town, Diagon Alley they do walkin' down. <laughs> <laughs> and so on. Oh, my goodness. Buying things for years. <laughs> yeah. like well, and hopping well, their child is now a fool. <laughs> Wow, they're dropping vowels like no one's This reminds me of, I know, of a series where modern, a couple of modern people go back in time to 1590s England, and the main character has to remember to spell things eccentrically to to Mm. match the time period. Yeah. (laughs) I like Ron Weasley, a ginger length and tall. That's good. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, they're they're not... Chaucer is not kind to Ron, says he, who mentally hath not much on the ball. Well, he doesn't. <laughs> no. With blank iron, he gazed about the place while stuffing snacks into his foolish face. <laughs> and Hermione Granger, though, eke of muggle folk, her wit and learning are by Ali Spoke. Her tresses are like a fright wig. <laughs> No. <laughs> Neither her hair, her brain, it might be big. <laughs> yeah. The Malfoy clan, whose love of self is high, did stand by Draco, to, who to them is heir, a wondering why Muggleborns be there. And Draco's guards, their names were Crab and Goyle, the sight of them my day did well despoil. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a, a random person at the, the train platform narrating his day. Yeah. yeah. The, the last line, the Parkinson's had their heiress pansy, the sight of nude name man wanted to see. <laughs> Except for Draco, apparently, but, you know. Yeah, he doesn't have much choice, apparently, depending on the fic. Some of them he actually likes. Right? That's true. But. Mm-hmm. And then we have chapter 19, which is mm-hmm. scenes of Mel Brooks. <gasps> I just, okay, so I just saw this for the first time, like, a month ago. I don't know how the hell I haven't seen it. Which one? So I was very excited. The the young Frankenstein. The first the first one is a chunk from Young Frankenstein, except it's in potions and talking about Voldemort instead. And then right. there are a couple of chunks from uh, Spaceballs reworked. And the last one I don't know what it's from because it's what? one of the Mel Brooks things that I haven't seen. Okay, start telling start telling me, because I know a lot about Mel Brooks, and I didn't get to read this far. And okay. now i got to go back and read it, because I love Mel. Well, the first one is um, the scene where Frankenstein goes nuts about Frankenstein in the beginning. Uh, <laughs> it's Hermione Frankenstein. Is, it's is Frankenstein. Who, uh, raises her hand. and mm-hmm. you know. So wasn't that effect first described by Lord Voldemort? And, and wasn't and Draco says, wasn't Lord Voldemort described as the greatest wizard of all time? Is it true there's a grimoire of his work? And Snape says, if it does, it will no doubt surface to be seized and studied by those dunderheads at the Ministry of Magic. Now, if I may get back to what this class is supposed to be about. And then Theo pipes up with something about the grimoire. And he says, and then Snape says, after all, the delusional raverings of a giving gibbering madman who is defeated by a baby would certainly be the path to glory, would they not? And then they finally drive him to say, Lord Voldemort's work was doo-doo! <laughs> Etc. And he sets, his, he sets his shoe on fire with his wand, I think. 
Yeah. 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 Instead of stabbing himself with a scalpel. And then we have the interior Slytherin dorms. Draco Malfoy is sitting at his desk playing with action figures. (laughs) Spaceballs. Spaceballs. Yep. Did you see see anything? No, I did not see you playing with your doll, sir. Good. Good. I was totally imagining Firefly in this instead of Spaceballs because I don't think I've seen it. Or if I have, I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Oh, is good. Uh, I've linked to the a clip of that scene in our notes. Mm. You can go see that if you want. But uh, spaceballs. But yes, uh, it's Blaze who introduces him, and, and Draco's like, "Knock next time, knock, knock, knock." Did you see anything? No, I did not see you playing with your dolls again, Draco. Cool. Okay. <laughs> so uh, then, this is the one we're we're not sure of. In its exterior graveyard, Lord Voldemort is staring at tombstone yep. with ro- ropes hanging off of it. Yep. I can't believe it. How did he escape from me? I had him surrounded. You had him surrounded. And what sort of arsehole are you? And they all are like, I'm arsehole number one. That's baseball. number two. That's yeah. baseball. Yeah. That is baseball. He goes, I'm surrounded by assholes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But then there's a bit of... Uh, they keep firing spells, and then one of them brings back a fox and says, Here he is, my lord. He's cunningly turned himself into a fox. Now, let me get this straight. Either you're saying that a fourth-year Hogwarts student is a fox animagus, or you brilliant dark wizard shot up a harmless fox while letting my greatest enemy get away. And then they try and say, Well, well you know, there's a, there's a scar on the fox's forehead. They do have marks that are kind of like Potter's glasses. You know, these masks you make us wear play hub with our night vision. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not sure if that's also a bit from Spaceballs and just that's, not yeah, immediately. That's, no, that's Spaceballs too. Okay. I didn't find yeah. that one in my search of the clips. But. You don't understand. Ark loves Mel Brooks. <laughs> so I don't know how many times I have seen so many mo- Yeah. I'm just, oh, that could be Men in Tights. Mm, that one I haven't seen, so it could be. Yeah, with the fox thing. Yeah, that could be. That could be. That could be men in tights. I've told you my experience of seeing men in tights, and I, I went I to the theater so. alone. I used to go by myself to movies all the time back then, and there was there were there was a lady on either side of me, and the one lady got all the jokes, and she laughed herself sick. Through the movie. Mm-hmm. I got like half the jokes, maybe a little bit more. The lady on the other side of me didn't get any of the jokes. And the first thing she did is she sat down just as the movie started was spill her purse all over the floor. So oh, she yeah. spent the entire movie trying to pick up all the stuff and missed every, and she didn't laugh once. She, she wasn't paying any attention. But the one on the other side of me, I thought she was going to have a hernia by the time she left. <laughs> she was laughing so hard. It was pretty funny. Nice. So was the movie, yeah. though. Yeah, that, yeah, the, the fox thing could, that could be, yeah, yeah. that could be Men in Tights. Actually, I think I have seen it at some point, because I remember the some of the scenes with, you know, Carrie Elwes as Robin Hood, mm-hmm. etc. Mm-hmm. Maybe I just saw clips from it or something, or I just don't remember all of it. Yeah. But it's a fun one. I like all oh. of his things that I have seen. I am... I know for sure I still haven't seen Blazing Saddles, and oh, there's probably other ones I that I don't know about. There is Blazing Saddles. To be or not to be, that is fantastic. Hmm, I haven't um, seen that one. Seen either. 
that is fantastic to be or not to be um that's like world war two that's 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 a world war two one that's that's um producers the original producers mm, um, there's 12 chairs high anxiety um the really good one that i love is um and it's it's uh oh shit, the silent movie that's that is hysterical it's a silent movie. I mean, there's no words in it except for the one part. It has one word spoken, and it's the famous French uh, mine, mm-hmm. Pascal yeah, yeah, yeah. something. Uh-huh. Yeah, Marcel uh, Marceau. Or? Yeah, Marcel Marceau. And and mm-hmm. in it, they call him and they ask him to be in his, their silent movie. And and the thing you hear him go, no, <laughs> it's the only <laughs> word. Spoken in the whole movie. Because he was famous for not speaking. Yeah. Of course. And they're like, oh, they're like, we can't believe he spoke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. So was, it, was there another scene that you guys weren't sure about? No, that no, was the end of this one. Okay. Yeah. Harry Potter, the unfortunate fox. Yeah. yeah. I think that might be men. It might be men in tights. Because if he, I mean, what, he did space balls. He did. Well, um, young Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Yeah, I mean, Dracula most... dead and loving it. History of the world, part one or part two. Oh no, there's no part two, but there's a wonderful history. Oh, history of the world is hysterical. Yeah, it's a good one. That's one of the ones I've actually seen. And oh, I right. saw Dracula dead and loving it ages before I had any idea who Mel Brooks was, so I didn't know it that was a never... thing until that one. Later. I have never seen. It's I've Leslie Nielsen seen... as Dracula. So. It's pretty good. (laughs) And they make fun of a lot of the scenes from the original Dracula and such. Uh, Like there's a bit in, um, in the 1951 Dracula where uh, I think it's Jonathan, whoever the sort of viewpoint character is cuts his hand and um, Dracula is like, gives it a significant glance. And (laughs) do they get obliviated? There, there's lighting so that you can see he's staring at this guy who's cut his hand, but he doesn't do anything about it. And then in Dracula Dead and Loving It, they take that and, you know, play it up to five times as much. So, like, Leslie Nielsen is obviously staring and, like, <laughs> <laughs> licking his lips and stuff. Like, oh, oh, nothing. Sorry. Uh, <clears throat> <clears throat> yeah. yeah. But. And then we have our final chapter is Harry Potter as written by Samuel Pepys, who is a famous diarist from the 17th century. Um, So they've got lots of copies of his diaries from like 1661 to 1669 or something like that. And he just said, he has this sort of style, which I only know about because mom was actually reading them a few years ago. So, Mm -hmm. but he, you know, just describes his day as, you know, up into breakfast and such and such happened and, and goes through the various things that happens. And then it usually ends with, and so to bed, uh, you know, so they just describe a ordinary day in the life of Harry Potter. I like, uh, the, I'm at herbology and while I'm not adequate at this, it is not my favorite, or while I am adequate at this, it is not my favorite subject, unlike my housemate Neville Longbottom. While at most of our studies he struggles, in herbology he's a shining star, and clearly one of Professor Sprout's favorites. 
And then there's one where, and then after lunch, they go down to double potions, a class I do detest. Yep. So potions class is not an experience I enjoy, nor do to my housemate. Even Miss Granger, who doth exceedingly well in all her studies, nearly but not quite surpassing Neville Longbottom in herbology, struggles there, for, well, Professor Snape openly favors his house. After class, there were words between our Miss Granger and one Miss Pansy Parkinson, a most unpleasant little jade from Slytherin. Had they not been restrained, it might have come down to wands out an atom. (laughs) (laughs) That's a fun little phrase. Wands out an atom. I like that. How perky. Draco Malfoy, who hath been a... Miss Parkinson was backed in her behavior by one Draco Malfoy, who hath been a stone in my shoes since the day I arrived here. Mr. Malfoy is the son of one of Britain's wealthiest wizards and doth flaunt his family's good fortune in the faces of all. Uh, Had I not grown up alongside my oafish cousin Dudley, Draco Malfoy would be more than I could easily bear. As tis though he is but a yapping dog, the which I bat from my path with my walking stick, should it be imprudent enough to dispute my right of passage. (laughs) (laughs) And then we have dinner. Mm -hmm. And we have a troll in the dungeon. So this must be in first year, and they're talking about... Um, the Philosopher's Stone, and would like to penetrate to the bottom of these mysteries, but have no time for such pursuits at present, what with examination time coming on betimes. Well, but you do anyway. (laughs) Yeah, as it happens. Every year, it's always in the middle of exams. You know what, it kind of sounds, you know what, it always sounds like, um, I don't know, as I, like hearing this, it's something like Percy would write. Oh, yeah. It sounds yeah. very much of a Percy voice. Mm-hmm. I can see that. It's just, it's yeah. uh, it's slightly old-fashioned to our way of right. listening to things at this mm-hmm. point. But, you know, it's from the 1700s, so. No, it's from 1981. And it's actually fairly easily to, you know, as compared to, like, the Chaucer one or some of the other ones, mm-hmm. this is quite easily understood as you read through it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Slightly different slang and occasionally a doth or hath or the like, but it's generally still mostly modern English, so we can sort of parse it fairly well. Yes. Not dropping so many vowels. They talk about Ron beating everybody at chess. Miss Granger did comment that if he shewed as much aptitude for his books as he doth for chess, she would verily have a rival. Since Mr. Weasley doth put less import on his studies than she, he ignored her. (laughs) (laughs) I like, and so to bed, being distracted for some, while Mr. Weasley searching after his pet rat scabbers, keeping such a creature doth strike me as unwholesome habit, but Mr. Weasley is being very much attached to his beast, I say nothing. Afterward, nothing to keep me awake but the snoring of my roommates, which sounded like a herd of elephants being guarded. <laughs> 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 oh, dear. <laughs> and that's the end. And that's the end. This was, that must have been what he was writing. Was, yeah. You know, for as hard as some of it was through, it, some of it I really, really enjoyed. I did it was, too. It was quite fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I said, towards the end, I liked it better. Mm-hmm. They're very clever. Technomat has obviously done his research into uh-huh. these various sources and things to get the styles as close as they are. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure if we had some of them like right next to um, 
this as we're reading it, you could point out things that he's changed and done differently, but it's it all comes across very well. It's, mm-hmm. it's cleverly done. Tis. I would not be surprised if Technomad is a Ravenclaw, given that we've had a few Ravenclaw viewpoints in Probably. this. Probably. <laughs> so, yeah, I enjoyed it. It was a good recommendation, Mooney, even though you didn't expect it to be what it was yeah. when you recommended it. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? Sometimes it's always nice to have a little pleasant surprise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was nice. I mean, it was twenty chapters, but it was—they were very short, mm-hmm. so it was easy to get through, and we we didn't have to spend a lot of time. But there were some some good laughs in here, and we learned a few things. So, yeah, I think it's kind of cool. Yeah, didn't have to try and remember mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff for when we talked about it. Yeah, they're all—it's a series of one shots it's not a continuous thing so. mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> apparently he has a um, at least one story and possibly more yeah a couple of different stories featuring nick cleveland a ravenclaw uh, trying to solve all the mysteries of things mm-hmm. <laughs> using weapons beyond the ken of wizards logic and reason <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So there's a series well, of those. Next, next time we're that? going to be doing brown coat and green eyes, ah, which yes. is the yeah. Firefly Harry Potter crossover. The first, it's um, chapters one through seven, or prologue to six, depending on how you look okay. at it. <laughs> Did we say oh. good night? Good night. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Night. Bye. All right. <laughs> <laughs> So hold on to the wonder that those books brought to our lives. Keep each other safe. Keep faith. Good night.